When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 18, Chapter Titled. If you can't be with the one you love, dot dot dot. This week, on a very special episode of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, one of us is drinking. That's not true at all. No, it's not. We're old and... And we know better. (laughs) (laughs) Because we know it'll make us feel like we're dying. I already feel bad, so I don't need anything to make it worse right now. That said, Tanya, how have you been? Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, so I guess as of this episode coming out tomorrow, is my mom's 61st birthday, and she doesn't look a day over 40. She looks very young. But today, as soon as I got done with a very long day at work, I went over um, to give her a birthday present, and it was nice to see her because I haven't seen her in a little while. Why aren't you saying happy birthday on the podcast? Because she doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, interesting. How have you been? Uh, oh, how have I been? Yeah. Uh, I've been pretty good. <laughs> anyway. So we're tomorrow... Well, yesterday. You're bad at this whole time thing. I am. So Sunday is Easter. Yes. This is the first Easter we have not had our children. And like our kids getting older is weird as it is because they don't... All the things that we used to do with them as like children are not things that we do with them anymore. Like they don't need it. They want it a little bit. But for the most part, they just kind of want to go about their lives. So... All of our kids are at their other parents' houses for Easter, and this is the first Easter without them, so it doesn't feel like any kind of holiday. Yeah, it's true. No, it doesn't at all, uh, but that's fine. I I mean, it sucks that they're not here, but yeah. um, I had the day to myself for the first time since, like, COVID started. Mm-hmm. What did you do? I fed some dogs. Mm-hmm. I fed some parakeets. Mm-hmm. I fed some chickens. Mm-hmm. I fed some guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. I fed a pig. Mm-hmm. I fed another pig, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jokes. I did a lot of animal stuff, and then I played some VR. I cleaned some. Um, I played a lot of VR. I, I've been pl- I played a lot of um, Half-Life Alex today. That game is incredible. I'm not going to go into it because this isn't a video game podcast and I'll get punched in the face. I will not ever punch you. I didn't say it was you. Don't get defensive. <laughs> um, but, and then I played some, I've been playing a lot of Beat Saber. Beat Saber is such a fun, good workout. Like, it's really the greatest workout that I've ever experienced. Um, just because it feels good. Like, I'm I'm exercising, but I feel like... I'm a Jedi playing a video game. Mm-hmm. And then I take the headset off and I'm covered with sweat. But then I also played another game today called Pistol Whip, which is like, there's a lot of like ducking and diving and... He did some squats. I did so many squats. He's working out that booty. Yeah. Oof. My quads. They're uh, they're they're numb. <laughs> anyway, that's how I've been. So we're sore and we're tired. But here we are. We're podcasting. Yeah. No, I'm in a good mood. Like, yeah. I'm sore and tired, but for good reason. 
Alden went and got dinner. It was chicken tacos for a second week in a row. Why would you bring that up? But they were not good. Last week's chicken tacos were better, and I made them. Most food that you make at home is better than what you buy. Well, but we went to a place that we love and that um, like makes the best tacos in the area. Uh, and, I mean, it's usually usually so good. Like, it's like a treat to get. And then I got it tonight for dinner thinking, like, this would be a good thing to get us excited to record, have a nice dinner like a date at home. And it was the driest chicken I've ever had in my life. I don't know how I have any liquid left in my mouth, but it's taken some time to like rebuild that. Fascinating. Simply fascinating. Everybody knows what it's like when you have dry tacos. <laughs> um, Is that a euphemism? It sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? It does sound like a euphemism. It's not. I meant like a dry taco. All right. <laughs> Okay. Why do you ruin it? Why do you ruin everything I say? You I don't. On our in our daily lives, you're the one who's like, "Why would you say that?" And then here we get on a podcast and you're like, "Is that a euphemism?" Um, this is a glimpse into our daily lives, really. We just sit here and talk like we're talking to each other without a microphone. All right. Um, are we talking about this episode tonight or no? You know what else we did? What? We watched Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 18, Chapter Titled. If you can't be with the one you love. Uh, I'm going to need you while I figure out why my tablet turned off. Blurb me up. All right. So the blurb for Season 5, Episode 18, If You Can't Be With The One You Love, is Corey and Sean experiment with drinking. Huh. Just right out of the bag. They're just telling us. Just right out of the bag. (laughs) Why do you always that, ruin what I'm saying? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> this episode was directed by Alan Myerson. Uh, aliens, aliens somewhere, trench coats aliens everywhere. Aliens in a winter coat. And uh, it was written by Gary H. Miller. Who's G-H-M. that? G-H-M. I don't know. That's a new guy. Hmm. Gary H. Miller. I wonder what the H stands for. Maybe he's like an AA uh, sponsor and he was like... Let me help you guys with this. Let me help you write an episode where drinking looks fun. Well, it's supposed to be (laughs) that drinking is bad. I know what it's supposed to be, but let's get into it. Do we start in the classroom or not, Tanya? We do start in the classroom. Kind of. They're like right on the threshold of the classroom coming out into the hallway. They are like in the classroom door. That's what I wrote. Classroom door. In the classroom. Classroom door or not? (laughs) Classroom. Door. Uh, what's going on now? Let's um, talk about the po- the the TV show. Well, uh, they're talking about how boring class was, and then they're just throwing the word feudalism around like oh. every two seconds. Well, because they're talking about like how that's the most boring thing they could ever have, and like Sean's like randomly yelling feudalism and mm. throwing people into lockers. Yeah, right. Mind you, this is him without alcohol. <laughs> Minded. Anyway, so they're talking about that, and Corey, um... Corey sees Topanga, and he's like, have a great weekend, Topanga, and she goes, you too, and walks by. But she says it kindly, she says it warmly, and and Corey's like, you see that? That was cold, that was pure coldness, and he goes on and on and on about how Topanga is just like... Sean was like, that wasn't cold at all, that was normal, and... Corey was like, I could see her breath. It was so cold. And um, 
Sean says, no, no, no. You see what she's doing? Because Corey's like, how could she not feel the way I feel right now? Like, I'm so upset. Why is she handling this better than I am? And Sean goes, she's not handling it. She's not uh, uh, handling her feelings better. You know what she's handling it with? Something you don't know anything about. Dignity. And... Just like, burn city. Um... And Corey's like, I have dignity. I have tons of dignity. And Sean basically says, like, you're bursting into tears every five seconds. It's about to happen in three, two, one. And Corey just starts, like, crying and about Topanga. And he pulls a handkerchief out to, like, blow his nose and dab his eyes. And Sean's like, see, where did you even get that? Are you, like, an 80-year-old man? No, he says, did you dig up your grandfather oh, yeah. and steal them from his grave? <laughs> And uh, Corey was like, this was my poppy's handkerchief. And he was like, he always had seeds in his teeth. That's why we called him. That's why we called him Poppy. Yeah. So Sean is like, look, no, nobody wants to be around you right now. Like, do you understand? Like, you're just the sad, um, mopey, mopey Corey. And uh, that's that's why Kimberly didn't invite you to the party tonight. And Corey's like, oh, well, I'm pretty sure that was just an oversight. Like, it, I wasn't not invited. And Sean's like, no, my invitation was like, hey, party, don't bring Corey. Yeah. So um, Sean walks away or Sean starts to walk away and says as he's leaving, everybody is just tired of being around you like this. Um, you need to get it together. And Corey goes, well, what about you? And Sean goes, I'm getting there and walks away. And Corey goes to sit on the couch in the senior lounge area. And he's like, I want to get away from myself, too. Mm-hmm. So he's having a hard time. Yeah, he's having a tough time. Uh, so now we go to Kimberly's party. Kimberly Sussman's house where Angela is in the living room. Kimberly is talking to her and uh, Kimberly asks Angela, like, hey, even though you and Sean are seeing each other, does that mean I can't have a dance with him tonight? Which is really strange because for the past couple episodes, they've sort of made it clear that like the thing that happened with Angela and Sean on Valentine's Day where they decided to just be friends meant they weren't seeing each other. Yeah. So now they're seeing each other again. And we just, I guess we didn't get to see that reunion of them like deciding that they're dating now. I don't know. I can't, you don't make sense of this. <sighs> the show I, gives me whiplash. I tried to make sense of it last week and I was wrong because they had broken up and I didn't realize it. Now they're back together and I didn't realize it. Like, I don't know. But I guess anyway. there's a lot of time that we don't see like in their lives. And maybe the writers are just like, it doesn't really matter because. The people who are watching this understand that they're not seeing every moment of these people's lives. But, the, like, getting back together in a relationship is sort of an important plot point. Like, they should throw that into an episode. Yeah. No, they didn't. They didn't neglect it by choice. They're just bad at continuity. Yeah. There's no reason to believe that they made a conscious decision. <laughs> right. In this. Uh, but, no. So... She uh she asks if she can dance with Sean and Angela says, "Hey, you can dance with him if you want, but he's coming home with me." What? <laughs> yeah. Um. So then now they live together. Kimberly gets up to go answer the door, and Corey's at the door, 
And Kimberly's like, what are you even doing here? She says, get out. And Corey, because mind you, this whole party is to celebrate Kimberly's new nose. Mm -hmm. And she's got like a bandage over her nose because she got a new nose. Um, Teenage cosmetic surgery. What a thrill. What a thrill. Um, So Corey starts acting like Goofy and he's like, oh my gosh, you look just like Bridget Fonda. Bridget Fonda. He's like, dude, is is that Kimberly or is that Bridget Fonda over there? He's like, your nose, your old nose was nice. But now, like, you just look like Kimberly Fonda. And she's like, get out. Get like, out. Flirty. And uh, then she tells him to stay. And then mm-hmm. she's like, Topanga's going to be here later. And he's like, who? who? And walks in. And he's, he, so he's like, really, like, the charm is... Up to 11. Yeah. Like, the Corey charm. Like, whatever charm Corey has, he is using it. Right. So he's, like, being really goofy. This charm that's been buried away for two seasons, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, He's not really worried what people think about him. He's, you know, having a great time. He's, like, dancing around. Um, the next time we see him, he's surrounded by tons of girls. And he's telling this story in really the most charming way possible. Mm-hmm. Um. Where he's he's talking about Sean on Valentine's Day getting kidnapped by his three girlfriends. Wait, what? We have a little bit of continuity yeah. because apparently that happened. It wasn't just a one-off episode. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's telling this story, and he's and he's saying like, and I had to swoop in and save him like I always do, and they're all just like giggling around him, having a great time. Yeah, and he says something about how like he's. Um, he's a single guy, like so single. In fact, tickets are on sale at the box office now. And uh, everyone laughs and laughs. Everyone laughs and, and he, like, disperses. Well, and he also said he he says something else that makes him sound like he's a comedian. And he like walks away like confidently. He's doing great. He's doing great. And and I know we kind of see why he's so loose, but it also makes it clear to me. That Corey in a relationship, or Corey in his relationship with Topanga, like, he just becomes this different person. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was going to say, have you ever been in a relationship like that? I think we both have. Mm-hmm. We're in a relationship, and then while you're in it, like, all of the stuff that makes you you and the stuff that makes you happy and comfortable just, like, is gone. Mm-hmm. And then you you're out of that relationship, and it's just like, hey, you know what? That can be fun. Right. I can I can I can have a fun time with people. I mm-hmm. forgot all about that. Yeah. But anyway, that's it's a little more to it than that. Right. I mean, that's really not the point of this scene. We're supposed to be wondering, like, what's gotten into him? Why is he acting like this? Which is exactly what Topanga says when she comes up behind him. Is like, oh, hey, Corey. As he dances backwards into her. Yeah, he's doing like a really bad Carlton, really. He's an old man shuffle. Um, And she's like, what are you doing? You look silly. And he's just like, I'm having the time of my life. Like, this is great. And she's like, are you okay? Yeah. You know why she says that? Because she hates seeing him have fun. Well, she actually does hate seeing him have yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, she doesn't. She doesn't know anything. Right. She just hates seeing him happy. Yeah. She's mad that he is having such a good time. She like. She says, "Don't worry, I'll be leaving soon." And he's like, "Okay, you stay as long as you want." And then she gets more upset mm-hmm. because he says that you can stay as long as you want. And she like, um, not saunters. What's an angry word? Like she, 
Um, stomps? Nah. She doesn't really stomp. She like. I, I'm looking for the wrong. I mean, the right word. She walks willfully away. That's not the word I was looking for for sure. Mm. She simmer. No. She simmers. <laughs> she simmers. <laughs> Anyway, she walks angrily over to the the girls, uh, Angela and Kimberly, Kimberly. And Kimberly is just like, or no, Angela says, this is what he's been like all night. He is the life of the party. And Kimberly goes, so you guys are like officially done, right? So like I could talk to him if I want. Because she's really enjoying the way he is tonight. So she went from like, he can't come to my party to like, I think I want to date him. Mm-hmm. And Topanga says like, Corey can do whatever he wants, but she doesn't say it in like a kind friend way. Right. She said it like you just did. Yeah. And she says, and you can do whatever you want. And Kimberly is just like, cool, fine. And and Topanga walks away and Andrew's like, if you steal my best friend's boyfriend like or no she says my best friend's man because mm-hmm. Corey's a man <laughs> oh it's so funny so she's like if you steal my best friend's man i will hit you hurt you no something no she says the whole reason oh i will oh yeah the whole reason that this nose thing even existed was to set up this joke that's true if you touch my best friend's man I'm going to make your new nose look like your old nose. That was really funny. It was funny, but... Aggressive. Well, and she was... I don't know. She... Last week, she was mad that Sean cared so much about Corey and Topanga. And now she's threatening violence over Corey and Topanga. Yeah, I do think that in this situation, it is a I'm standing in solidarity with my best friend, not a we have to get them back together because my life is falling apart. No, it's different for sure. But yeah. it still is this like it's the same like she's, sentiment. She's not doing it because she's obsessed with their relationship. She's doing it because Topanga is for some reason her best friend. And she's making it known like, hey, I know what Topanga said. She did not mean what she said. Do not do that thing oh i'm sorry i talked about i said something bad about angela and you're upset about it i don't i think it's ridiculous there's a couple times where i'm upset with angela in this episode well let's get to it well first though we go to the bathroom where Corey is in the bathroom by himself talking into the mirror talking into the mirror and he's like oh wait is that the coolest guy in the at the party and he points to himself in the mirror uh, and then he's like, let's have another drink and pulls out a little bottle of whiskey and mm-hmm. takes a swig. And then we cut to commercial and we cut back. And Sean's at the door of the bathroom. And Corey's eyes now have gone from normal to drunk eyes. Normal? Normal. Normal the cat? Garfield's friend <laughs> or enemy, whatever he is. So, yeah, Sean's at the door. Um, and Corey lets him in, and Sean's like, you have been in here for an hour and a half. Are you okay? Wait, what? Corey has been in the bathroom drinking by himself for an hour and a half during a party? And he's not even halfway done with the bottle? That that seems normal to me, because with a bottle like that, you sip on it. Like, it's not like not you can, like, Not when you're 16 it. and you don't know how alcohol works. I wouldn't have drank the whole bottle at 16. Okay. Like, I think especially it, when I don't know how alcohol works. I did. I always did it cautiously, like a little bit at a time until I knew, like... That's because you were thinking about it. Mm. Most 16-year-olds are just like, 
I still don't feel drunk. I'm going to drink more, not knowing that it's going to catch up with you. Yeah, I didn't do that until I was like 30. (laughs) (laughs) And then you stopped drinking. Yep. Um, Anyway, what happens now, Tanya? Talk about the episode. Okay, so Sean comes in. He says, you've been in here for an hour and a half. Are you okay? And Corey starts talking. He's like, yeah, I'm great, whatever. And he pulls out a bottle and he's like... Mm -mm. Sean sees it on the counter. Oh. Yeah. He he sees the bottle on the counter, the little bottle of whiskey, and he's like, Corey, is that yours? And Corey's like, yeah, that's mine. It was given to me as a gift when I stole it from my father's <laughs> liquor cabinet. Um, and then he says, like, he takes a drink from it, and then he tells Sean to drink with him, and Sean's like, no, I don't, I don't really drink. And Corey he says, I don't says, need to. The worst thing that Corey has ever said. And Corey has said a lot of really terrible things. But he says, when your goody goody best friend tells you that you should drink, you should drink. And Sean says, I'm not going to succumb to that peer pressure and then takes a drink. Yeah. And then makes a terrible face. And he's like, oh, that's the worst thing ever. And Corey's like, yeah, I don't know why they don't give this to minors. (laughs) And they like trade taking shots back and forth. And making gross faces and gross noises. Right. Um, Yeah, they're still like in the, this is the first time I'm drunk, everything feels amazing phase. Mm -hmm. Um, And we cut to the streets. We cut outside. It's night. It's dark. They're walking home the streets of Philadelphia. They are like, they are doing the I love you man drunk part like right they're at that point where this i mean so far this has been a realistic alcoholic experience and it continues to be because they're super funny right now right um what happens so they're walking they have their arms around each other and they're like i had to pee so bad and then like i can't believe we peed on a cop car and Corey says you'll never forget this night as the night we peed on a cop car and he says you know, normally I can't do it with a guy standing right next to me, but I was okay. <laughs> and Sean's just like, yeah, yeah. And and our aim was better, too. And I think one of them says, like, uh, why else would the 72 be on the top mm-hmm. of the car other than to aim for it? So they were peeing up yeah. and aiming for the number on the top of the cop car. Uh-huh. And... Uh... Sean, Corey starts to like take a drink and he's like finishing the bottle off. Mm-hmm. And Sean is like, no, 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 you don't get to finish that. I want some. And then he takes it and he tips it all the way up and he goes, oops, and throws the bottle and you hear it smash. And Corey goes, no, no I was going to put, I was going to wash it out and put flowers in it and give it to a manga. <laughs> <laughs> And then Sean goes, you just call her our manga? And he's like, no, my manga. <laughs> not not our manga, my manga. <laughs> um, they're doing a really bad job of making alcohol look bad. It's making me miss drinking alcohol. Right. Uh, um, so while they're doing that, uh, they see a guy on the street corner like mad because he's he scratches off a lottery ticket and he doesn't win. Yeah, he had just come out of the convenience store on the corner. And Corey is like, why do you even play that? And I don't remember what he says. That doesn't matter. But Corey says, would you like to try five more times? And pulls out a $10 bill. And the guy is like, that's just $5, buddy. And 
Corey says, yeah, you use five to get that and you use five to get us a six pack. And the guy goes into the whole like. You're not a cop, are you? Right. And I don't know. I should have looked this up, but I'm pretty sure that the guy in this part was also the guy who played Luke's brother-in-law in Gilmore Girls. But I might be wrong and I'm going to get told that I'm wrong, but he seemed like that same guy. Are you drunk? Our manga. Um, so he goes in, he comes back, and he, like, I thought they were about to get in trouble here. Mm-hmm. He comes out with the six pack. They start drinking it. Sean does a handstand and walks like eight steps on his It was amazing. Hands. No, it was very good. Um, that, I can't do that when I'm drunk. You can't do that when you're sober. That was the point. He probably couldn't do it when he was sober either. Mm, that makes sense. People can do all kinds of things when they're drunk. Mm. That they can't do when they're sober because their inhibitions are gone. So he walks on his hands. They flip around. They pull out two beers and they start drinking together. And whoop, whoop. Cop car comes by. It's a, it's cop car number 72. What a quinky dink. It sure it's is. the one they peed on. They definitely made it seem like they were about to get in trouble like four times before this part. Like yeah. when he throws the bottom, like, oh my gosh, it's going to hit something and the cop's going to come over. And then I thought that the guy was going to be a cop or he was going to tell the cops or something. That said, still very realistic. Like that's how being drunk works. Like you've been there where you you're with somebody and you guys are drinking too much and maybe you're a little more aware of the situation but you're like oh no you got to stop you're going to get us in trouble and then they do something again and you're like no no no, you're going to get us in trouble and still you're not getting in trouble and then finally they do something and you're the that's when you guys get in trouble so i mean gary h i almost said gary h whitaker definitely miller gary h miller i remember that because of greg miller Gary H. Miller and Greg Miller definitely know their alcohol. Yeah. Um, so they basically get arrested. The next time we see them, they are coming in the back door at the Matthews residence. A- Alan picked them up. You said coming in the back door. Oh. <laughs> uh. They're walking through the door to the kitchen at the Matthews residence. Yes. From the outside. Yeah, and and... Alan is walking with them and telling them, like, I can't believe you would do this. Like, blah, blah, blah. He's getting mad. Amy's there. She's disappointed. Um, She's disappointed, but trying to keep a level head. And Alan is wild. And honestly, it it stirred up feelings in me that were very difficult to deal with. Well, he's upset um, and, and starts to get angry. And then Amy is like, Corey, this, this isn't like you. And Alan says, no, it's not him. It's somebody else that's sitting in this room that's been influencing him for years, and I've had enough of it. Which was so awful. Yeah. It was shitty. He, he literally blamed Sean right there um, for what Corey did. I don't even know what he said. All I wrote was, Alan is such an asshole. Yeah. Um, You're not wrong. Um, yeah, he said he. I'm sick. He looks Sean dead in the eye. He's like, I'm sick and tired of the influence that you have on my kid. And Corey starts to say, like, No, Dad, I did it. And Sean like puts his hand on Corey and says, No, you're right, Mr. Matthews. Um, Corey didn't want to, but I started drinking and I told him to. Um, and at this point, Amy is like, Hey, Alan, we need to go talk in the other room. Like, I need you to come out of this situation because you are being a hothead and an asshole one good job amy you're right mm-hmm. two 
Ellen knew that she was right and went along with it. Yeah, so which good. was good. Yeah. Um. So Corey and Sean start talking, and Sean's like, "I'm taking the blame. Like, I am the screw up here, and you are the one that they put on a pedestal." So he says, you you always take the fall for me. I'm taking the fall for you. Since I when? know, I feel like Sean always takes the fall all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Corey took the fall the time. That Sean blew up the mailboxes, right? No. He just hit him. Yeah, he helped him. He, he didn't, didn't take, take the, the fall. fall. He didn't say, I blew up the mailboxes. Right, he just became an accomplice. Okay, anyway. So yes, Sean is like, you always take the fall. Now it's my turn. And he says, like, your parents have you up on a pedestal, and I don't want to see you fall from that. Like, And Corey is like, well, I don't want you to get in trouble. And Sean goes... I'm not going to get... I'm not in trouble. You will get in trouble. Which was something I didn't think about until he said it. And that... Just that sentence was really good writing. Yeah. Because I never would have even thought of that. Like, who's going to get mad at Sean? Right. So, Alan and Amy come back in. Um, they start to talk to them about how they can't be around each other anymore. Um, Corey stands up and says, Look, I can't. I can't take this. I... Got the alcohol. I went upstairs to your alcohol cabinet and I got your alcohol out and I took it to the party and I drank and I made Sean drink. And Alan starts to get like belligerent angry at him. And Corey says, look, you drink. What's it matter? And Alan says, like, I'm a few years older than 21. And I know how to drink responsibly. And what you were doing was not responsible. Um, you know, if and, and Amy says, like, if you hadn't been within walking distance, would you have driven? And Corey's like, no, I'm not an idiot. I wouldn't drive drunk. And Amy's like, you peed on a cop car. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corey goes off and he's like, look, I lost my life. Like, I lost the girl that I've been dating for my whole life. I am not doing okay. I wanted to have a good time. I drank. I got Sean to drink. And that was that. And Alan, to his credit, he gets a little bit of credit here. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. He is like, I am so sorry, Sean. Like, he walks over to Sean and just says, look, I... I I apologize, and Sean says, no, it's fine. And Alan says, no, it's not. And he says, like, I was angry, and I said things that I really shouldn't have said. My only problem with what Alan is saying here is that I always feel like Alan is harboring these feelings towards Sean. Yes. And that when he gets angry, they come out at him in wrath. And, right. like, it's not fair to either of them, because Alan could have a good relationship with Sean, and Sean could have a father figure in Alan, and they're both robbing themselves of that, because Alan is constantly afraid that Sean is going to mess up his kid, and his kid's already messed up. Right. But, anyway. Anyway. Um, now we go back to the classroom. Well. Wait. Sean, uh, Sean and Corey promise each other no more drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's important. It is important because yeah. they talk about it a thousand times. Yeah. So they promise each other they're done. No more drinking. We cut to the classroom the next day. Feeney's talking about feudalism again. And Topanga sits down in front of Corey and Corey's like, hey, um, about the party, I want you to know something. And she goes, look, I don't care. 
And he goes, well, I just, I need you to know that that wasn't me. And she goes, I don't care. And he goes, oh, okay. And she goes, oh, so now it's okay that I don't care? She's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like this, this, she's been irritating before, but this particular episode, I'm just like, oh my goodness, go away. You're right. so annoying. You're exacerbating the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, But more importantly, Sean is sitting behind Corey and... While Mr. Feeney is talking, Sean is like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Feeney's like, I pardon? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, this is boring. The whole reason why feudalism is a thing is because people got bored. Like, this is so boring. And everyone's looking at him like he's crazy. And um, I think Topanga says, like, stop being crazy, Sean. And Sean goes, why don't you stop being crazy and sit on Corey's lap? Uh, it's clear at this point that something's going on with John. He's being actually belligerent. Mm-hmm. Um, Cor- uh, Mr. Feeney keeps trying to like calm him down, and he just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, uh, Mr. Feeney's like, now back to the lesson. And John goes like, boring time. And that's when Mr. Feeney's like, Enough, get out. And Corey goes, uh, Mr. Feeney, and he goes, yeah, go. Yeah, so Sean gets kicked out of class. Corey follows him. We get to the apartment. Sean's in the apartment by himself. He pulls a beer out of the refrigerator. He starts to drink it. Corey comes in, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, you said, we both said to each other, we weren't going to drink anymore, and I haven't done it again. What are you doing? And Sean's like, I've been drinking all week, and you haven't even noticed. Mm -hmm. And he says... I'm you should be happy though. I'm doing this for you. If you are worried about me and my problems, you're not going to worry about your problems. Which is probably true. Yeah, it kind of is. It's it's very like um I don't know. I don't know what word I'm looking for. I'm bad at words tonight. Uh it's cuz your your dry mouth from the ah, the dry chicken tacos. Dry chicken tacos. Gross. Um so Jack comes in. Self-aware. It's very self-aware. Oh, yeah. I found it. Dry Good chicken job. tacos be damned. Um, Jack comes in, yeah, and he sees Sean drinking. And he's like, what are you doing? And Sean's just like, I've got a beer. I'm drinking a beer. And Corey tells Jack, I had a drink at a party, and I made him drink with me. And now he's um, he's still drinking. We were supposed to stop. It's really not a big deal. And Jack is like, no, no, no. This is a big deal for us. Um, and Corey seems very confused as if he hasn't known Sean and his whole family for their whole lives. And Jack is like, or Sean's like, stop making a big deal about this. Like, it just, it feels good. I like to do it. It's whatever. And Jack's like, no, like, you don't know much about our dad, do you? And Sean's like, don't talk to me about our dad. Like, I lived with him. I was with him. He's like, do you know why he left my mom? Or why my mom left him? Yeah. And uh, Sean is like, because he had a drinking problem. Um, and and Jack says, like, do you know why that caused my mom to leave? He's like, well, because he ran out of money because of his drinking problem. He's like, uh-huh. And why would my mom leave because of that? Well, because she found someone who had more money. And Jack gets very serious. He's like, no, he was an alcoholic and abusive person to her. Like, the alcohol caused him to be awful to her. Mm-hmm. 
um, and we have alcoholism in our family, we can't drink. And Sean grabs Jack and starts fighting him and throws him onto the, the couch. And he's like, don't talk about my dad like that. And Jack is like, that's my dad, too. Yeah, at this point, Angela and Topanga come in. Yeah, that was weird. Like, I guess it makes sense that Angela was worried and she was going to the apartment. Right, and Topanga is her best friend. Right. Um, so they burst in and there's, you know, a whole back and forth. Corey tells Topanga, like, that he drank at the party and it started this whole thing. And Angela's trying to talk to Sean and she's just like... You know, we can talk this through. We can get through this. Just sit down and talk to me. And he. She starts to like grab him and he turned like he spins and shoves her super hard into the wall or into the door, but wall. And all she does is say, oh, um, I don't like it when you drink. Call me when you don't. Yeah. And walks out. What she should have said is, don't ever fucking call me again, and then never talk to him ever again. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to the kitchen in the Matthews house. Um, Sean's at the door. Sean's at the door. He's talking to Alan, and he's like, look, I'm sorry, Mr. Matthews. Um, She's like, I'm sorry, Alan. Now that I've had a drink, I can be an adult with you. Uh, And Alan goes, look, like... I apologize. I shouldn't have acted the way I did. I was just worried about you, and I was worried about my son, and I handled it poorly. And Sean says... Well, does that mean Corey can come out and play now? Yeah. And Corey's like, runs down the stairs, and he's like, can I, Dad? Can I? And Alan goes, oh, I don't know. What month is it? And Corey's like, March? And he's like, yeah, it's still March. So he's basically saying, like, Corey's still grounded, Mm -hmm. so they can't hang out. But Alan, there's no hard feelings between Alan and Sean. Um, And then we go to... Corey says, I guess I'll see you in a couple weeks then. And Sean goes, that's fine. Um, You're the only friend I got anyway. And Corey goes, she hasn't called you back. And Sean says... Nope. Uh, what does he say? He says, I picked a fine time to quit drinking, Corey. Uh, which was pretty, like, it was an irreverent way to put a cap on that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Sean says, it's fine. Like, I I got to apologize to her, but I got a lot of apologizing to do. And we cut to the classroom, and Sean is holding an apple out to Mr. Feeney. And he's just like saying, I'm sorry for the other day. I don't think he says anything. It cuts immediately to the classroom, him holding the apple and Mr. Feeney going, an apple? Oh, yeah. Um, But Sean says like it was to apologize for the other day. He's going to listen better in class. He hopes that Mr. Feeney understands and that everything is going to be okay now. And he's like, if the apple isn't enough, I have $12 I could give you. And Mr. Feeney's just like, hey. I don't need anything from you except for to know that you are okay. Are you okay, Mr. Hunter? And Sean talks about how Jack found a program for them to get into, for them to talk to somebody about alcoholism and and how it's affected them. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds a lot like some sort of therapy, mm-hmm. um, which is good. And then it cuts to... He, oh. he goes over to Topanga uh-huh. um, and he's like, hey, Topanga, about the other night. And Topanga's like... 
I got the card. I got the fruit basket. I accept your apology. We're fine. Although the fruit basket was missing an apple, I think. And Mr. Feeney, like, throws her the apple. Um, and then um, they're, like, basically, like, okay, so we're cool now. Yeah, we're cool. And then um, she, like, puts her cheek out for Sean to kiss her cheek. <laughs> and then she sits down in her spot. And she sits down in her spot in front of Corey. And um, Corey just, like, mumbles to her. Topanga, I still love you. And she's like, we can't start our morning out like this. And he's like, fine. And she goes, fine. And then they like... And that's like what normal is now? I guess. And then Sean walks to the back door and Angela is like standing there looking at him. And Sean is like, I'm I'm really sorry. Like, I don't like me when I drink either. And she goes, good. Because I really like you when you're not drinking. And they kiss. Do they kiss? I thought so. No, they just like... They grab each other's hand and, like, walk into the classroom. They sit down and they they go to class. And then we don't have a credit scene. Yeah, there's no credit scene. Except uh, when this episode originally aired on ABC mm-hmm. back in the day. Well, they had a, So they had a PSA where Ben Savage is saying, like, kids, you know, alcohol, blah, 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 don't drink. It's terrible for you. Call this number if you feel like you or someone you love has a problem. Um but they did make alcohol seem very fun, other than the part where Sean pushed Angela into the wall. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's why Disney chose to never air this episode on the Disney Channel. Yeah, I haven't really seen this episode in a long time. Um, and I that's probably part of the reason. Mm-hmm. Because and- in syndication, like when all the different channels got it, they weren't playing this episode. Um, but... I remember it when it came out, um, but I don't think, I actually don't think I've seen this episode since it came out. I don't know that I have either. Um, I must have, but I, I don't remember seeing it since. And my memory of it was of it treating alcoholism a lot more seriously. And I mean, that's there. There are seeds of that there. But it definitely makes alcohol is or it definitely makes alcohol seem a lot more fun than probably was ideal. So I do think that part of that comes from the fact that we have memories of those things being fun. True. The things that they're doing that is pulling like the funness out of being drunk. We have fond memories of having those moments. Mm-hmm. It would seem more serious to someone who hasn't had those moments. Mm. For us, we can be like, oh, I kind of miss doing that. I miss having my friends just randomly say, I love you. Yeah, and like hug me. And like, I mean, my friends and I, for most of my adult life, when I drank with my friends, we were like all over each other. It was Mm -hmm. a love fest. It was wonderful. It always felt so great. Until it didn't. Right. Until things went bad, because they do. Right. Um. Uh, and and I guess maybe you're right, but like I remember when I was a teenager seeing this, thinking like, "Oh my god, like this is bad." Right, exactly. So you don't have those fond memories of drinking before you've been drinking. Yeah, true. So we should have our kids watch this and see what they have to say. I don't. I don't. No, we probably shouldn't. No, let's wait until they actually start drinking. I mean, they could have started drinking. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, we have a almost 17-year-old. Yeah. So to think that he hasn't had a drink is crazy. 
Yeah, no, but we don't know about it. Right. Um, and we won't know about it. Right. Anyway, how did you feel about this episode? I love this episode, and I have a hard time with this episode. Right. Um, this episode hits very, very close to a lot of my life experiences when it comes to alcoholism. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to even joke around throughout doing this podcast. Like, I feel very low energy because it was kind of a draining episode to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that people who recreationally drink here and there are bad. Right. I, I do, and it's a known thing. Like, Alden knows I have a problem with alcohol like not myself like i'm not an alcoholic but i have a problem with the idea of alcohol um because i've seen it just destroy so much um and watched it really destroy my own life through different avenues Mm -hmm. and so i have a really really hard time with it um because of that jack's talk with sean was incredibly emotional to me because it was so accurate that like, hey, I know you don't understand what's going what happened with your dad, but your dad, our dad was an abusive person because of alcohol. And I think one of the misconceptions is that alcohol causes people to do that. But if you've drank ever, then you know that alcohol releases your inhibitions and it makes you do things that are inside of you already for the most part that have just been waiting to come out. You've been suppressing them. And I don't think that's true in every instance, but I do think it's true with rage and abuse. I think those are things that are always within a person. And I think that the alcohol makes it easy for them to come out. And so that's a really, really difficult thing to, um, I guess, watch portrayed in a TV show. Right. Um, and it was especially hard to watch. I, I didn't watch when he threw Angela into the wall. Like, I looked down and then I had, as I was writing, like, he pushed Angela into the wall. I was like, he did push Angela into the wall, right? Like, I'm not just writing this and it didn't happen. I just couldn't watch it. Um... And I know that I haven't got, like, no one knows, like, my whole story of my whole life, but any abuse that I have encountered in my life was a product of alcoholism. And so I do think it's incredibly serious, and I do have a hard time watching it, even if it's portrayed lightly. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of how I feel, like, I... I thought it was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that they did well encompassing a bunch of different aspects of teen drinking all at one time in a very short period of time. Um, but I wouldn't watch it again. Mm. It was it was incredibly tough for me. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about this episode? Um, overall, like I thought this was a fantastic episode like to watch. I thought it was mm-hmm. a really great episode to watch. Um I don't have the history with alcoholism that you do, like not even close. And I've had friends in my life who were alcoholics, but you can not be friends with them anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. so I've had, I've had bad situations that I was in, you know, I've had violent situations that I was in. I, I feared for my life more than once, but that was, those were situations where I could literally go, 
all right, cool. Not going to talk to that person anymore. And then mm-hmm. I, that was it. Like, so I don't, I don't have the same, um, emotional response that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought like it, they, so what I, what I think is odd is most shows and, and most movies really, uh, but definitely TV shows and sitcoms terrible at portraying people when they drink mm-hmm. like uh, i remember pointedly watching the drunk episodes of parks and rec and thinking this is the first time i can it really feels like these people are drunk mm-hmm. they and probably were they might have been <laughs> maybe but um and there's a couple of moments in the office where you kind of get that we're like hey are they really drunk mm-hmm. but Parks and Rec was just like, there was a whole episode that was just, I think they're actually wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey and Sean, in their scene of drunk, portrayed drunk so well. The moment that Sean goes down and starts like doing a handstand in the middle of the sidewalk, I was like, are they drunk? Right. And when, when Corey says our, our manga... And it was so natural. And Sean just like he's like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. You just said our manga. And Corey's response to that, like it was so real. Mm-hmm. It was weird because mm-hmm. uh, they weren't twenty one, so they weren't drunk, right? Um, which is crazy. Like it's just a testament. Like they're actually really good actors. They are. And that was interesting to me. But they were really funny in it. I do think that this episode should have had more negatives this is a show where kids are watching and not even just kids but like young teens and young adults are watching this um saying you shouldn't drink because your dad's an alcoholic doesn't explain why johnny on the corner shouldn't drink maybe his dad's not an alcoholic so he's watching this going oh cool i can drink Mm -hmm. uh because he doesn't have that connection they really could have explained how much alcohol can damage a life and how much alcohol can damage the lives of those around you. Um, And I I don't, I know that it's a short episode and if it wasn't a show for young adults and kids and, and teens, I wouldn't be faulting it for that because if it was the office or parks and rec, like, they're just adults getting drunk. Right. Um, and even if it's a show where it's it's office and parks... I mean, there in Parks and Rec, there's an episode where April gets drunk and she's a teen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you watch it and you laugh. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's a different show. It's a different setting. Like, this show isn't made for kids to be watching. Right. Um, so it's, it's difficult for me to fault it for that because I think the episode was really fun and really funny. Uh, but there maybe should have been a little bit there more to 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 demonstrate how negative it was because finishing this episode, I thought I should have a drink, like um, because it just that fun part of it is is so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's portrayed so well right. and portrayed so fun, and then the negative of it is a sp- split second, mm-hmm. and then everything's okay. Like, it's not even, like, a split second and then things devolve. Like, his his um, repercussions for pushing his girlfriend into the wall 
was that she didn't answer the phone for a couple days. Like, that's not enough for people to say, I need to be careful. Right. Um, But that's a lot of me saying that. But the episode was fantastic. I loved it. I would watch it again. I do think, though, it's really interesting. Again, it's they're taking the kid from the wrong side of the tracks and and then the kid who's supposed to be the goody-goody and it's not saying, like, Corey, you should never drink because you could become an right. alcoholic. It's only right. that alcoholism runs in their family. And I I do think that, that children who have alcoholism in their homes from a very young age are very prone to following in those footsteps. It's the same thing with addicts. Yeah. Like, you see addicts' kids who have been traumatized by it continue on that legacy mm-hmm. as a way to suppress the feelings that it caused in the first place. But that's new alcoholics are made every day. Right. You know, it's, I was it's, never around alcohol. Right. And at one point in my life, I drank a lot and it was a problem. Like, so I, you're right. right. Like people who have alcoholism in the family might need to be a little more perceptive of what's going on. Um, because they have that in their genes, the 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 addictive personality, right? But I I feel like this episode should have let people know that it's also bad for anybody who's not responsible and and not able to control themselves, right? And and it, Corey has an addictive personality too, and I think that it's important to understand that like you have an addictive personality, like. The reason why you have to take things in, like, not just go out and drink all the time or, like, with your friends whenever they go out or um, you throw yourself into video games or, like, a certain TV show or reading a series. Like, you'll read the the same series for a whole year because your addictive personality, you know that if you don't channel that into something else, you're going to channel it into something you shouldn't. Like, I'll say I'm not having Cap'n Crunch ever again, and then I'll go out and I'll buy a box of Cap'n Crunch. He has been saying that for like five years. <laughs> I said it again yesterday. Um, Anytime he's like, I really need to lay off of cereal. I really need, I'm not going to eat cereal at all this week. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. Agreed. Yeah, addictive personalities do not only exist in addicts' households. Right. So I think that would have been an important point to make. But for the points that they did but make, again, like, I think that they did a good job. Yeah, but again, Corey never dealt with the repercussions. He started this whole mm-hmm. thing. He caused all these problems with Sean. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to deal with any repercussions other than the fact that he couldn't hang out with his friend for a couple weeks. Right. Um. That's nuts. Also, he still got to hang out with him at school. Yeah. He just couldn't hang out with him outside of school. They still saw each other in school. Yeah. No, it's... I don't know. Um, it, it was a really fun episode to watch. Mm-hmm. But there are holes in, in how it was handled, I think. Right. And I think one of one thing that I think is incredibly important that they should not have had in there is if they were going to have Sean push a girl, it should not have been Angela. Yeah. When they shouldn't have had Sean push a girl. I agree. But you're right, too. If he was going to do anything violent, now he's done it to Angela and they're going to bring her back in like, everything's fine, Sean. Yeah. That's he bad. He legitimately for... abused her and they're like, okay, on this sitcom that young people are watching, we've got a guy who 
hurt his girlfriend, was violent towards her, and we're going to show what it's like for him to be treated like nothing ever happened. Right. And that was my big takeaway for the big, like, no-no. Like, yeah. And I love Angela, and I'm happy whenever she's in it, but that made me so upset. Mm-hmm. But... It was still one of those episodes where I'm really glad that we watched it and I and I enjoyed it while it was on. It was just a little bit rough. Yeah, no, like, I, for those things. I get that. And Alan. Alan, fuck Alan. Like I get that he apologized, but at one point he had said to Sean, like I spoke, I spoke angrily because of drinking too, and it made it sound like he had been drinking and that that was why he was being so mean. And so when Sean was like, oh, were you drunk too? And Alan's like, no, but you and Corey were, and it made me upset. It would have, like, Alan is an adult with with a, a liquor cabinet. He might have a drinking problem, and it might put him on edge, Maybe, but he also never, um, I, I wanted to make this point when we were watching, uh, or when we were talking about the episode. He said to Sean, um, I shouldn't have said that. I was angry. He mm-hmm. didn't, he never said, Sean, that's not true. Right. You're a great kid. I love having you around. Um, all he said was, I shouldn't have said that. Right. He didn't explain anything about how how he feels about Sean as a person. Right, which is why I said what I said earlier in the episode about the fact that, okay, cool, he apologized, but he said really shitty things to Sean, and he is in a constant state of making sure that the things that he... Like, he is suppressing these awful feelings towards Sean and Mm -hmm. then acting it out when he's angry instead of instead of walking his own kids through the right way to deal with certain things he's getting angry and taking it out on a kid who's already been through enough right um and I, and that's abuse too yeah for sure but and i can i can see myself like if somebody were to come home and it and it seemed like they really put one of our kids in a bad place mm-hmm. I could see myself saying hurtful things, but, and then, and then you have to apologize, right? Like, so as soon as he started apologizing, it was like, okay, like this makes sense, but he didn't actually apologize. He didn't actually smooth anything over with Sean. He didn't make this child feel better about himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that was necessary and it should have happened. Right. But Alan's shitty. Yeah. Like, he just is. Yeah. This was almost... I mean, this was peak shitty. And it was one of those things where it was like, oh my gosh, that's the shittiest thing Alan's ever said. And then it was like, he apologized and it immediately sort of takes the edge off because you're like, oh, thank goodness. Like, he acknowledged the fact that he was wrong. And then, what, like you're saying, he didn't acknowledge that he was wrong. He acknowledged that he said it. Yeah. So, so, so those of you who thought we forgot to uh, dunk on Alan... <laughs> uh, I'm glad you stuck around for the the remembering to dunk on Alan part of our show. Yeah. I mean, it, it was awful. Uh, I have nothing nice to say about Alan in this episode. What it's, about Topanga? How did you feel about Topanga? Nah, she was the worst. Yeah. She was the worst. She was baiting him, or Corey, into mm-hmm. being upset. She was mad when he was happy. 
Um, and then she was mad when he was upset because she intentionally went out of her way to make him upset. Uh, she was literally like a puppet on a string, manipulating him in every way possible. And she was only in about five total minutes of this episode, and yeah. that's how much she did to him. Yeah. No, it's it's it was awful. Um, and I get that she's upset. He kind of sort of cheated on her. No, he didn't. I still say he kind of sort of did. Um, he didn't. He wanted to be with Lauren, and she kissed him, and, and he didn't hate it. Um I, I think I think if I was in the same situation, you'd be very mad. We are married. That is a different situation. See? They um, are not married. Right. No. And they should break up. I mean, and that should be it. Um, so, I, but I understand her being upset with him is what I'm saying. But she is using her hurt feelings to literally manipulate him in every way possible just to make sure he is completely miserable and never happy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to break him down. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she is intentionally breaking him down and trying to make him become a worse person. Mm-hmm. So she's not out of clear here either because she 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 is not to blame for Corey's drinking but she is to blame for continuing to hold him down in this in- incredibly emotional state. Right. Not that he wouldn't be there anyway, but we don't know. Like, she's not letting him find out if he could be better. Right. She's making sure that he is not better. Right. Like, I don't want to blame her for everything because we don't know how Corey would respond if... I just realized how seriously I'm talking about a show. <laughs> Are you drunk? No. <laughs> I will say, in the same avenue, like, I'm also not blaming... Like, when I said I wish Angela had just, like, walked away and never talked to Sean again after that moment, I'm not blaming Angela. Like, right. I'm not victim-blaming her. I'm just saying I really wish that they wouldn't portray a girl who's been hurt and abused and then come back and everything is fine. Like, I'm not saying that Angela did anything wrong. Right. Because I realized I might have sounded like I that. I think it probably did sound like that. And I think it's important to point out, like, you were in those situations and um, there were times where you didn't leave and it's not your fault. Right. Um, but... It would have been nice for the writers to portray Angela leaving and then Sean dealing with actual consequences for being violent towards a woman. Yeah. But I thought the episode was funny. (laughs) (laughs) The drunk part was hilarious. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I knew that this episode had a lot of like deep thoughts to it, but man, really got into it there. Yep. Anything you want to add? No. We want to know how you feel about this episode, too. Um, let us know if you think anything that we've said is off base. Let us know if you've had any personal experiences that, that interacted with this episode. Let us know if you love this epi- episode and, and you think all the criticism is ridiculous. Let us know what your favorite alcohol is or let us know if you hate alcohol. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Or just, um, I mean, you can just say, hey... What? (laughs) 
You don't have to let us know anything. Tanya's going to go through a list of all the posts you're allowed to make right now. <laughs> um, it's it's a 73-part uh, list. <laughs> so, number one, Tanya. What's number one? You can find us on, on Twitter. At BMG and BMW. Or you can email us. At BMG and BMW at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our Facebook page. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar and you can join our group. Anything else you'd like to say before we let the people off the hook for another week? I don't think so. Um, Thank you guys for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 18. Do good. Class dismissed.